History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Hello, America, and happy Sunday. Yes, we got this new Sunday edition. I'm really excited. What we do every Sunday, we try to grab the best interviews from my television show, the brand new television show I share with my great co-host, Amanda Head, on Real America's Voice. It's called Just News, Not Noise. We try to bring a special podcast that rips and puts together and assembles the most interesting interviews. This week, we've got the former Homeland Security Secretary, Chad Wolf. We've got the great Yale epidemiologist Harvey Risch, who's had a lot to say about it. We've got Congresswoman Kat Kamick from the great state of Florida. A lot to talk about there, about agriculture, about honesty in American politics, about the border, and Devin Nunes, the great former congressman from California, now the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, the group that's bringing you the Truth Social app in just a few weeks. What a lineup we've got. A whole hour of great programming for you on this Sunday. We hope you enjoy it and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. Here we go with this week's best interviews from Just the News, Not Noise. Good evening, America, and welcome to our show here on the Real America's Voice Network. I'm your host, John Solomon, here to bring you all of the news and none of the noise. Joining with me tonight from Los Angeles is my co-host, Amanda Head. And tonight we've got a jam-packed show focused on three of the biggest stories facing America this moment. The Russia-Ukraine crisis overseas, the ongoing security risks from Joe Biden's open border policies, and the bombshell revelations this weekend from Special Prosecutor John Durham. 
Yes, that is right, John. And we have some amazing guests coming up, as you teased a moment ago, former ha Homeland Security Secretary in studio with you, Chad Wolf. I'm very jealous. And former Congressman Devin Nunez, who played the lead role in unraveling this whole Russia collusion narrative. So, John, I want you to go first, though, and give us the real scoop behind this Durham filing this weekend and why some people are saying that he has uncovered a modern day digital Watergate. Yeah, well, listen, since last fall, John Durham has been building a story about what went on inside the Clinton campaign to hang the false story of Russia collusion around Donald Trump some six years ago. It's hard to believe it was six years ago. We know from the indictment last fall of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman that prosecutors believed the campaign, through its law firm and some computer experts, concocted a false story that Trump had a secret computer channel through Russia's Alpha Bank to talk with Vladimir Putin, hijack the election. We know Sussman's law firm had reason to believe the allegations were false. In fact, John Durham's investigation called it a red herring uh, before he even brought it to the FBI and then the CIA. And then he lied to both federal agencies, hiding the fact that he was paying, paid by the Clinton campaign to make the allegations or to bring the allegations forward. But this weekend, we learned a shocker. And that is that Durham's team has evidence that the computer executives helping the Clinton campaign build the false story were actually spying on Donald, Donald Trump, improperly infiltrating internet logs, showing activities at his New York home, his Trump Tower offices in Manhattan, and eventually his White House in Washington, D.C. And that revelation potentially elevates the story from a political dirty trick that misused the FBI to a potential spy scandal. And as we will explain later tonight, it raises new questions for Hillary Clinton's former foreign policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, who now is President Biden's national security advisor and the point man on that current Russia-Ukraine crisis. You know, John, not that I think that many people in Washington, D.C. can be trusted, but Jake Sullivan is one of those guys who I, I just never felt like I could trust. He's a shrew from Yale. He hasn't accomplished anything other than rubbing elbows and getting in tight with the exclusive National Security Club. Uh, but before we tackle that, of course, we have our first in-studio guest, former Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mr. Secretary, you know how important trust is in government, how important it is that the tools for spying and law enforcement be used carefully within the law. So when you heard John Durham's revelation this week, and what first came to your mind? Well, these are, these are devastating uh, revelations at the end of the day. Look, I, I think this is important for a couple of different reasons. One, it proves that President Trump, you know, when he was saying that they're spying on my campaign, and I think a lot of people dismiss that as a conspiracy theory or, or something else, that he was actually right at the end of the day. And again, this is again in court documents that we see today. These are not fringe conspiracy theories online somewhere. This has now been proven that it was not only spied on his campaign, but obviously when he was in the White House as well. So these are very devastating. They're very serious uh, revelations that I think the American people need to understand and hear about. And they deserve the coverage that they're really not getting uh, from a lot of the press that we see out there that, that a lot of people listen to. So I think it's important to cover and to really dig down and see what, uh, what comes out of it. Yeah, and, and contrary to that Leslie Stahl interview on 60 Minutes with President Trump, where she said that there was no evidence of what he was saying about being spied on, now there is evidence. And as, as we've all seen, if you just do a simple Google search of this story on mainstream media, they're actually placing more emphasis on Donald Trump's reaction to this story and portraying it as this bloviated response instead of actually talking about what the true story is here, which is that they spied on his campaign, not only his campaign, but his administration as well. 
I, I think that's exactly right. And I think, um, and, and John brought this up, is a lot of those individuals are around the Clinton campaign are now in the orbit inside this administration in this White House in some very important roles. And I think their input and what they had to do or not to do with it deserves some scrutiny because, again, these are people that are very close to the president of the United States and are advising him on a number of things. And if there was any role whatsoever uh, in this, I think, again, the American people deserve to know uh, the, the facts behind, behind the case and, and what was going on back in 2016 and elsewhere. Yeah, such an important point. In fact, there was a poll out this weekend that said even 66% of Democrats want to know really what Hillary Clinton's campaign was doing. So we're starting to get the public educated little by little. I want to pivot to a subject that you were intimately involved in as Homeland Security Secretary, and that is the border. We're now a year into the Biden border, as I call it. Uh, Two million illegal aliens have crossed it. And I want to ask this question. We were talking about this off air. Why is it that the Biden administration wants this policy posture? Why have the border open? Let everybody go. Don't deport anyone. What's the, what's the motive behind it? It's such a great question because we see what's happening along the border and, it, and we're in the worst humanitarian security crisis that we have seen in anyone's lifetime and really ever. Uh, and so the question is, is it by design or is it just simply incompetence? And I, I would say that it's by design, that this is what they campaigned on. Uh, we hear the DHS secretary often say that we have a plan and we're executing on the plan, meaning the department's executing on the plan. And so you have to contend that everything that we're seeing now, the catch and release, failed catch and release policy, the hundreds of thousands of folks that are being flown into communities across this country late at night, all of this was by design and, and because they're not changing. It's been 12 months of this. They're not implementing new policies, new enforcement measures. They like what's occurring now, and it was by design. And, and I think that's the troubling part. This is an administration that doesn't believe in immigration enforcement. They don't believe in uh, if you uh, come into contact with an individual who has no legal right to remain here in the United States, that you need to remove him. They simply don't believe that that is the right way to go. And so you're seeing the effects of, of, that, of that policy, uh, not only along the border, but in every community uh, across this country, whether it's the, the trafficking and the smuggling of human beings that we see, but it's also the illegal narcotics and the fentanyl that we see coming across that border in numbers that we've just never seen before. And it's, it's all because they have created a, an atmosphere along that border that the, the cartel members and other folks that are smuggling individuals across, across know that it's wide open. And I think you continue to see more and more of it every day. Yeah, you know, you think about the the drugs being trafficked, the humans being trafficked, but there's also a, a terrorist aspect as far as uh, in in the interior of our in country of our country absorbing that type of activity. And I think the statistic is 45 percent of the apprehension apprehensions at our southern border are from countries other than Mexico and the Northern Triangle, uh, Pakistan, Syria, Sudan, Yemen. Talk to us about that and the dangers of bringing that in. Well, I think that's a great statistic. So when the, the vice president talks about the root causes of migration, uh, you know, previously she talks about the Northern Triangle or Central America. Well, if you look at the numbers and you just cited them from December of 21, if she's really focusing on the root causes of migration, then she's only really focusing on about 30% of the problem because over 40% are from countries outside of Central America and really outside of this hemisphere. And so that's, that's the focus and that's the concern, which is, when you see certain travel patterns, and in the department we call these special interest aliens or SIAs, which are not necessarily terrorists, not known terrorists, 
but they have travel patterns that mimic uh, terrorists. So you're traveling from, uh, you know, sub-Saharan Africa to South America, to Central America, to Mexico, to get to the United States. There's a reason that you're doing that and trying to understand the motivation behind some of these things, uh, folks moving is really the question. And so that's the concerning part. When you have 2 million illegal apprehensions and another 600,000 gotaways, you're gonna have bad people in there trying to embed themselves in this flow. And that's the concerning part. And yeah, really is. 14 known terrorist affiliated people were stopped at the border last year, according to statistics made available last week. Mr. Secretary, I want to ask about this. All the CPB reported up to U.S. Homeland Security Secretary. They've had a kind of difficult relationship with your successor. But this weekend, there was this act of heroism. A, CP offer, a CBP officer jumps into a river, rescues a Jamaican family that had gotten caught up into the raging waters, rescues people, and there's crickets. Nothing in the media, not a statement from the Homeland Security Department. How frustrating is that to the men and women that you used to represent? Well, look, these these folks, the Border Patrol law enforcement officers are patriots, each and every one of them. And they're going to they're going to do their job uh, day in and day out, regardless of the administration, regardless of the policies. That being said, they are frustrated beyond belief. And, and we saw some leaked video about that. But what they see day in and day out is not only an administration not giving them the policy and the tools for them to do their job, but actually when they do it. So if you go back to the, the Del Rio sector and the horse patrol officers, when they actually do their job, uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to get jumped on from this administration saying that they're doing a bad job because the left uh, doesn't like what they see on television. So not only are they getting you know, prosecuted by the own administration, they'll continue to do their job at the end of the day because that's their job. And they took an oath to do that. But I think it's important to provide some leadership uh, to make sure that they, they know that uh, their leadership has their back at the end of the day. Yeah, such an important issue. Mr. Secretary, we've got about 30 seconds left. You're doing really important work at the America First Policy Institute. Yeah. How can people follow the border policy work that you're doing there and the security work you're doing there? Well, AmericaFirstPolicy.com. You can go to the website. You can find the Center for Immigration uh, and, and Homeland Security. And again, what we're doing there is making sure that we advocate for, for policies that put Americans first, whether it's in homeland security, economic security, or national security. Putting America first and Americans first is what we should be doing day in and day out. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are nodding their heads when they hear that. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much for your time today. We're going to have to get you back on because this border is not going away. We're going to take that break. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule, that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. So glad you can join Amanda and I here tonight at uh, the great show, Just the News, Not Noise. And we're going to skip a lot of noise and get right to the news. We've got an amazing guest here. We're always getting asked questions about the coronavirus, the pandemic vaccinations, mandates, Canada, the truckers protests, and Dr. Fauci and his many flip-flops. I got the perfect guest to get you some answers. Joining us right now, one of the world's most esteemed epidemiologists, Dr. Harvey Risch from the great Yale University. Doctor, great to have you with us. Pleasure to be with you. I want to go back to something that's been an amazing movement in the last couple of weeks. We're seeing several states around the country pursue legislation, executive orders, saying we're going to put a focus back on therapeutics, everything from not punishing doctors if they choose to prescribe hydroxychloroquine or, or, or th- things like that, or getting monoclonal antibodies back, basically reversing what the federal government did over the last two years. What's driving that, and are you surprised by it? Um, I'm not totally surprised by it. I think what's driving it is the much more general recognition that the vaccines have lost a lot of their luster that we've seen the waning of vaccine efficacy over time, the waning of efficacy in terms of the Omicron variant, and that really has lessened the profit motive for pushing more and more vaccination to the point where the, the vaccine manufacturers that, that also make therapeutics are have switched gears, that's Merck and, and uh, Pfizer, to be coming out with, with treatment, early treatment medications and so th- because of that, that's opened the door to even addressing the question, what can be used for early treatment? And this fight about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin that started almost two years ago that has been simmering, it's still been there all this time, is now become more discussable and has allowed for less of a rejection climate. And that's why I think attorneys general and states have been able to push forward uh, bills and policies that allow it better. 
Amazing. Dr. Rush, there are still quite a few Americans who, who don't want to get the vaccine. They haven't gotten it. They're not ready to jump on the train of, of boosters in perpetuity. And they're not anti-vaxxers. They just don't want to inject their bodies with spike proteins via mRNA. Um, but there are alternatives out there to these mRNA vaccines. One of them I've heard a lot about is the Novavax. What's your knowledge of those at, at this point, moving beyond Delta and Omicron, where there's only been one death recorded? Is there really even a point in pursuing something like Novavax for people who are opposed to the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine? Well, the Novavax was a good idea six months ago. Um, it's kind of a, a little late in the, in the process now. By the time FDA approves it, and I'm assuming they will approve it, by the time it's approved, in another two or three weeks, most of Omicron will be down to near zero in the United States. Is it going away completely? We don't really know, but it'll be down so low that it'll be hard to claim that we have a pandemic anymore. Now, what happens in the fall is another question, and we'll just have to watch and wait. I think that anything that comes in the fall is likely to be Omicron-derived and therefore to be mild as well if we actually get something because people have a very large amount of herd immunity, of population immunity for Omicron now. And so there may be some rationale for just keeping it on hold for what happens in the fall and deciding then as a better alternative compared to the, the genetic vaccines. Yeah, interesting. And I heard you say something before, and it's really been at the heart of my reporting as I ask people, did the strategy to fight the uh, pandemic early on get driven by profit and drug companies' profit over the best science that was available to the United States government and to local doctors. I heard you mention that profit margin, deciding and making decisions. Did profit come over science in a lot of this uh, public response? Well, I think it was more than profit. It was economics as a whole. You can imagine that if you have a drug that reduces mortality risk by 90% or more, that costs 40 cents a dose, so $6 for a whole treatment for the, the illness, that there's no almost no chance that a vaccine will play into that unless there's some category of people for whom the drug might not work. So the 10% who are left might want to consider getting vaccinated. And we already knew at the beginning who those people largely were, the overweight, obese, diabetics, um, people with chronic renal disease, immunocompromised, and so on. Those are the people who should have considered vaccination properly in a risk-benefit equation. So there was reason to develop the vaccines, but there was not reason to think that the vaccines should be used across everyone across the world and, and at the same time suppressing everything else. We put all of our research dollars, all of our developmental dollars in this country into vaccines and the little bit that was left we used for suppressing outpatient treatment instead of trying to study it. And that was a, a big mistake that should never have been done and will have to be addressed at some point when we're finally out of this whole pandemic. Okay, I hate to use something that Dr. Anthony Fauci said as a premise for a question, but Anthony Fauci just said that we may be looking at a situation where we will need a new shot every five years. In light of what you just said and what uh, seems to be conventional wisdom, that we have reached a level of herd immunity, do you find that to be true? Well, so th there's a couple things. The question is, are we going to see outbreaks of this virus or its, its mutant progeny that create serious disease? Or is it going to be a common cold-like virus? We have no way of addressing that. Common cold mutates frequently. The influenza virus mutates frequently. 
and Omicron and COVID virus mutates frequently. We don't know where this is going in the future. However, for most viruses, the general game plan is not to kill their hosts. It, that doesn't promote the virus multiplying, replicating across the world. Viruses do the best when they get people out of the house and interacting with other people and making them cough and sneeze to transmit the respiratory virus. So as I've said a few times kind of flippantly, if viruses could figure out how to make people hug each other, they would do even better, but they haven't learned that trick yet. So uh, that basically viruses always change in general in the direction of becoming milder and more transmissible. This virus already is at the high level of transmissibility and, and perhaps with the stealth version, BA2 version of Omicron has ratcheted that up just a little more. It's hard to know how much more transmissible infectious it could be, but at the same time, it's still a relatively mild virus. Mild for doctors means that people don't get hospitalized. It doesn't mean that people don't get fevers and, and feel kind of sick, but it's not life-threatening. And so that's where this is likely going, and we have to watch and wait and learn empirically. There's no amount of prediction will really tell us that until we get there and have seen it for another season when we'll, when we'll see. But there's very good reason to hope and think that it might turn out to be more common cold-like and therefore not worth worrying about for anything, even that, treatment or vaccination. That would be very good news, doctor. We appreciate your uh, expertise today. I can't wait to get you back on the show. Folks, we're gonna take that break. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great 
and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, first order of business. We have to get this out of the way. Florida Representative Kat Kamick, thank you for joining us and happy birthday. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's good to be with people. I got to tell you, though, on your birthday, I don't know if I would have the fortitude to go on air and and do work on my birthday. So congratulations (laughs) to you for having that. And we appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to do it. You know, it's not every day that uh, you get to spend your birthday with uh, constituents from all over your district, but also uh, getting to uh, do a bunch of news hits in a day. And uh, it's pretty special. Happy to do it. We appreciate you. And this has been kind of our designated border law and order week where we are talking to people uh, from different departments, different states and localities about issues facing them. For you representing Florida, the defund the police movement, how has that affected your state, your district specifically? Well, you know, for me, it's really personal. My husband is a 15 year firefighter and SWAT medic. And so he goes out on some of the most dangerous call outs that we have in our community and surrounding areas. And to me, it's it's really um, a tough issue because not only is this impacting my family directly, but uh, so many families that we know that, you know, we have broken bread together over the years and and it's it's personal. But speaking more broadly, I think you can't defend your hometowns if you can't protect the homeland. And so there's a direct correlation to the defund police movement that we're seeing, which is affecting recruitment and retention amongst our uh, law enforcement community. And then they're dealing with the additional criminal elements, such as the uh, pouring of narcotics into our communities. And, you know, for example, I took my husband's swap vest last year to the House floor and talked about how the Democrats defund police bill was going to take that very ballistic vest off my husband's back. It was a 1033 mm. vest. And in in response to that, my husband got written up uh, by our department because this is a Democrat-controlled city, and it was political reta- retaliation against me using my husband um, that they wanted to go after me. So it's been a really frustrating experience for me personally. I know our local law enforcement is feeling the pressure, but nationally, I can tell you that This is a real, real challenge. I just recently met with the FOP and they are experiencing great strains across the country of recruitment, retention. And we saw the deadliest year on record last year for law enforcement. It's really a dire situation. Yeah, it is. Uh, The numbers were just astronomical last year. Nancy Pelosi over the weekend tried to do a tap dance and say, you know, the Democratic Party's never really been about defunding the police. That's a dead issue, but it's really not. The damage is already done 
Are there efforts to begin to reverse these things in the communities? And what can Congress do, particularly if Republicans gain control, what can they do to reverse a lot of the losses in law enforcement that have been suffered in the last year? Well, you know, I think it starts with getting our hands where Congress's role is is intended to be, and that's on the first strings. So we've seen a lot of grants going out to programs like violence uh, interrupters. In Maryland, for example, just in the month of January, these new violence interrupters, which are essentially social workers, they respond to these very violent scenes and call outs with the intent to interrupt the violence taking place. They have seen three homicides of these individuals in the month of January, just in the Baltimore area alone. Wow. It's clear that these aren't working. And so we need to get rid of these programs that have no place um, in, in one, being funded by the federal government, but then looking at ways we can be more efficient in giving resources to our local law enforcement, particularly rural areas that don't have a tax base that can meet the challenges that their law enforcement agencies are facing. So getting more creative, finding more efficient ways we can support them with the resources and training that they need. And believe me, when Republicans take the House back in November, we have a plan and we're going to enact that plan so that law enforcement knows that we've got their six in Washington, D.C. Violence interrupter. I mean, I know that these issues aren't funny, but it, it's just kind of ridiculous. That's like saying that Advil is a cancer interrupter. I can't imagine how anyone thought that that was a great idea to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, but talk to us about the bill that you introduced pertaining to human trafficking. Yeah, you know, I well, and I'm actually I'm going to borrow that that um, analogy that you had there. That's a great way to, to frame that. Um, don't worry, I'll give you credit, though. And <laughs> no on, need. On, the <laughs> on the trafficking front, you know, we have seen trafficking in every single neighborhood across America. And this is really something that is best dealt with at the community local level, because that's where it's taking place. So when I spoke with FLETSI, which is the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center that conducts training for various departments around the country, they said, listen, we, we have a waiting list, but not enough resources to do the training for the departments on the indicators, the signs, resources for victims. And when you have a firefighter going into the situation, these situations, they can pick up on these signs very clearly. They just need to be trained how to and then what to do. Same thing with the law enforcement side. So we introduced legislation that would reallocate funds that aren't being used currently to increase the amount of training bandwidth that they have through FLETSI to all these departments. So it's no cost to the departments. And we're being good fiscal conservatives by using funds that have already been appropriated and redirecting those. So we will see in this bill an additional 10,000 law enforcement agents being trained in human trafficking indicators and then also giving them guidance on how we can best uh, help our victims of this terrible scourge so that they can then make a case going forward and and really make the situation right and the explosion of human trafficking in the last year is just jaw-dropping everybody i talk to say it's the biggest silent crisis in America today. I want to flip to something because you are a big advocate for the great state of Florida's agricultural sector. It's having a pretty tough time now. You've got rising energy prices, which actually affects more than the gas in your car. It affects that fertilizer that we put on the crops to grow them and make them rich and good for us. And you also have some really tough weather this year, some deep freezes in Florida where we don't normally get them. Is this going to exacerbate uh, the, the supply chain problems we have? And is the Biden administration engaged at all on this right now? 
Well, there's a lot there. Um, but, you know, you're, you're hitting on so many important issues that aren't being talked about on the national stage, which I guess, you know, that's why you guys are just the news and not the noise, because the noise is the things that all the mainstream media want everyone focusing on, not the real issues like what you just hit on. You know, we're already seeing the, the crunch on the prices. We're seeing the bare shelves around the country. Um, this is Biden's economic crisis here at home. You look at what's happening with the uptick in prices on fuel. That, of course, impacts fertilizer and all of the input costs that take to make a production work. Um, so when people talk about how these farmers and ranchers are are making so much money because the price of meat is so high or the cost of vegetables is so high, let me assure you that what you're seeing on the sticker is not matching up to what that farmer or rancher is bringing home. There is a massive discrepancy because most of those in agriculture are operating on pre-fixed contract rates. They are determined by the market um, well in advance of the time that things actually make it to the grocery store. So people are operating on very thin margins. You factor in the weather concerns, like say in Florida right now, you mentioned we have uh, some deep freeze issues. The USDA has been completely unresponsive when it comes to issues dealing with COVID, dealing with weather concerns, natural disasters, it has been like pulling teeth to get a response out of the USDA, who is fully flush with cash and resources to help assist as they are designed to do. So really, this is a bipartisan issue. This letter that we have teamed up with Darren Soto out of my home state of Florida, we're working to try to just even get a response and get some action out of USDA because that's what they're designed to do. So I'm really proud of the work that we're doing when it comes to agriculture. This is a national security issue. If you can't feed yourself, you are not secure. And I think going into a time where we have tremendous uncertainty at the national level, we really need to get back to the basics. And having a reliable food source in our country is one of the first steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Congresswoman, we appreciate you joining us. And happy birthday. I hope you have a, a great rest of your birthday. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Yes, well. Absolutely. We'll see you in Florida next week. All right. We'll be right back. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. 
Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Welcome back from the commercial break. Joining us now is the CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group and the former U.S. Congressman, former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, who unraveled the Russia collusion scandal, Devin Nunes. Congressman, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Great to be with you guys today. It's an honor to have you on. Over the weekend, there were these blockbuster um, revelations from Special Prosecutor uh, John Durham and a lot of people say, ah, oh, that's just the Hillary Clinton campaign again. But there's a guy that was at the Hillary Clinton campaign who's now the national security advisor for President Biden. He told your staff in 2017, I had nothing to do with spreading false information about Donald Trump. In fact, it's ludicrous, preposterous, he said, for me to have done that. Do you yeah. think he gave us an honest answer based on what you now know? Well, it sure doesn't look like it because he was one of the propagandists that was out there all, all through the 2016 election that was promoting this, uh, promoting this in great detail. So, look, the, it seems like everybody who was involved in the Russia hoax was actually promoted. So if you were in the Obama White House and you participated in this hoax, you got a major promotion. You got a new job. Amazing. That's incredible. And, you know, I'm here in California. I'm actually just down the road from your district. But I'm here in Los Angeles, a place where people really don't like to read books or articles. They just watch <laughs> movies. But for a lot of these folks, they could have known so much of what you uncovered if they wanted to watch a movie, The Plot Against the President. You don't have to read to learn these things. Yeah, you know, thank God that that story was done out there. Smith did a great job. John Song, Sarah Carter. There were so many investigative reporters who really had were on this in early 2017. And we had a really good a time, you know, you know, and a lot of good people that helped us uh, through this whole process. But sadly, and what you're seeing today is even with this bombshell that Durham put out, this information is actually coming to light because the fake news is totally ignoring it. It is amazing. The, 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 deafening, uh, the de uh, deafening silence is just uh, remarkable, and it's a, a repudiation of the current mainstream media. You did so much to find out what the FBI and the CIA and others did wrong. You put it out there. There was a period of resistance against your findings, and then people recognized you were right. Where do you think John Durham heads with this? Do yeah. we see more people get indicted, or do we just keep getting these tantalizing court documents that come out every few months? Well, I would actually say that, John, that we actually were so 
uh, I think what would the right word be? We were very cautious about everything that we put out. Yeah, you so were. we knew it was much, much worse than what really was out there. But what when you look back on it from what we knew in 2017, 2018, we were really only at the tip of the iceberg uh, because now what Durham has uncovered, the whole idea that you could actually have a, a system in place where you could actually not only compromise a presidential candidate by seeing death from his computers in his, in his home. This is President Trump. When he was a candidate, his apartment, Trump Tower, potentially some health care we still have more to, to learn about. But then after the fact, something we've never seen before, the actual compromising of the White House communications architecture. It is simply amazing. It is a major breach of national security. Uh, there's so many laws that have been broken here. And we made 14 criminal referrals. Hopefully all those referrals Durham is looking into. But I will say I've been impressed with the Durham investigation, largely because unlike what you see in Washington and during my whole career, you're actually not seeing that this time. You're not seeing leaks. Remember the, the Mueller investigation? There were leaks every other day, every other day, every other day. Yep. With Durham, nothing. It's tight, nothing. And all you see are he's bringing indictments slowly, clearly to fight with lawyers that are clearly uh, causing problems, it sounds like, with this. It's the latest thing that happened on Friday night for your audience so they understand. This is really an issue of whether or not you can have one law firm represent everyone involved in this conspiracy. And Durham is basically making the argument, no, you you cannot, because look at what happened here. These people are both conflicted out. So it really looks to me, uh, you know, not being a lawyer, but it looks to me like he's he's looking at uh, conspiracy charges. But look, that's just speculation on my part. And, and it's great for us to be able to speculate, but it's even better that Special Prosecutor Durham is not talking to anyone. I think it gives a lot of credibility to his investigation. And of course, you know, the fake news just ignoring this bombshell of the White House communication architecture being compromised is something that's you know quite incredible. Yeah. Empty barrels make the most noise. And the fact that he's not making noise all along with leaking, I think, says a lot to people uh, on the wrong side of the aisle on this. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on mainstream media and their coverage of this, because I feel kind of like we're in the twilight zone with the Ministry of Truth and every bit of damaging information to the Clintons or Democrats in general is safeguarded by mainstream media. Because you look out there for stories on this and they're just not there. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my point. I mean, it's bad enough that the fake news was it was is ignoring this bombshell. But remember, they were involved in this from the start. So just like I talked about all the political players that were in the Obama administration who have essentially failed upward, the same thing is true with the fake news. They have also failed upward. So a lot of the fake news artists that were involved in this Russia hoax have all been promoted to different places. And, and and so what you're seeing is, is is really, I think, the collapse of American journalism. It happened a long time ago. When you tap that on with social media, uh, which is why I'm in my new role now at Truth Social with the Trump Media and Technology Group, you know, I left Congress specifically uh, so that we, we can try to get the people their voice back. And so I'm working on I'm working on that every day. And you, you may remember uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story that was there. I know you did a lot of work on breaking that news during the October of 2000, uh, during October of 2020. Um, you know, that news was buried by all the fake news organizations by social media. But the one thing that wasn't fake news is 
you had all of these high levels and admirals and intelligence people all came out and said, this has the hallmarks of Russian propaganda. So, John, I'm waiting. And Amanda, I'm just waiting. I'm sure that will be what they come out with because we have heard nothing from them in the last 72 hours. So I'm sure all the fake news media, they're, they're trying to write their stories. This is Russian propaganda. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say both of you deserve to take victory laps on all of this because you have been privy to and have reported on this information for quite a long time. And I just really hope that uh, that that there are some awards to pass around to you guys because you've been nailing it since the beginning. So, Congressman Devin Nunez, thank you so much for joining us. And we've got a lot more coming up after the break. We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, folks, that wraps up our very important and fun new Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports. I hope you enjoyed some of the interviews that Amanda and I did on the TV show. We'll do it again next week on Sunday. A whole lineup of great guests that we take from TV. We make a special podcast just for you so that if you miss the TV show, you still get caught up on the best interviews. All right. God bless. Have a great weekend. And remember to tune in tomorrow when I've got Robert Ray, the independent counsel for the Whitewater investigation, somebody who knows more about Hillary Clinton and her commitment to law and order than most Americans do. We're going to have him on for the whole half hour on Monday. Have a great weekend. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. 
Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.